Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a live conversation on Alatra TV UK. We're very excited to talk to you today about the Creative Society, society of a new format where a human being is at the centre of every process in the society, where each and every person is guaranteed freedom, equal rights and possibilities, having prosperity and opportunities to constantly develop um, oneself as a person, and as a professional. At the moment, by conducting such interviews with people from all over the world, we are implementing the first stage of building such a society. This is an informational stage. Today, we will talk about what steps each of us can take to build such a society purely by peaceful means um, in the shortest possible time. You can find full information on the project on alatraunites.com. So my name is Parvin and my co-host is Alina. Um, Alina, could you please introduce our guest today? Sure. Hello, dear friends. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce our lovely guest for today, Adele Wang. Adele is a mentor, speaker, writer, facilitator and energy healer. Welcome to Alachi TV, Adele. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. Oh, glad to be here. Thank you. Adele, could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, about your career? Sure. Well, I, I typically work with professionals who have been successful, looks great on the outside. And on the inside, it's often very flat, um, a feeling of I want more. There's a yearning. And that creative element has not been fully expressed. And people often don't have a sense of purpose. So things can look good, but they don't feel fully um, expressive. Why am I here? And I, um, I help them tap into their genius, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, Bhavan and I were, we were just talking about whatever it is you want, that genius becomes your purpose. So if you don't know yet what your special sauce is, because you don't know what helps you come alive. That's what I specialize in. Because if we can tap into that, then you're on your purpose. And then from that, you can create the livelihood you want and the relationships that are much more fulfilling. Um, I think that is at the crux of everything, of, of being human, creative society, a life that matters. Um, and it was my own personal journey out of depression because I was in corporate for many years. Everything looked fine and I felt nothing. I said, there's something wrong here. And it really was a deep type of spiritual work that helped me more than um, analyzing my, th I mean, analyzing thoughts was useful, but it only got me so far. So I did a lot of work on myself, uh, get out of depression, and along the way, I learned part of the reason why I had such trouble is that I'm very sensitive. I could see energy fields around people. People thought I was mentally a little off. I didn't realize this. Oh, this is an ability. Just like you've got people in the perfume industry who can smell really well, or people who are in the recording industry with music that could hear. I see energy, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, okay, I have this ability. I, I've had this life experience of being successful. Um, and now I want a more soulful, connected, meaningful life. I'd like to earn a decent living doing it. 
And so I started to attract a lot of clients around the world who felt in the same boat. They are usually you know, successful, but they're looking for more meaning. So I think this dovetails beautifully with the point of your whole programming. I think this is an important conversation. I think there are a lot of people listening who can relate. Um, you know, this feeling that there's gotta be more. I don't know how to get there. And I think this program can be very useful. So now I, I basically mentor people around the world on Skype, Zoom, whatever, in finding your purpose, your genius, so you can create what you want. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, your, for sharing that. Um, so Adele, we have a small gift for you, um, our technical team. Please could you display the collage we created for, uh, for Adele on the screen? And, when gracious. <laughs> and as it loads up, can you give some commentary on these lovely pictures? Sure. Well, I've spoken on stages everywhere. Um, I'm very proud of all of these uh, shots. Uh, one of them was a, with, with a group of feminine leaders talking about uh, feminine leadership. Uh, there's a body of work on feminine presence that is a quality that helps people get noticed. So if you're doing videos, if you're an entrepreneur and you need to be in the spotlight a lot to sell a message, especially if you're an impactful leader on the camera, it's not so much what you say, it's, it's a quality that every person can develop so you can um, connect with people quicker and deeper. Because on social media, you know, people are sc you're scrolling. So what is the quality that has some people just, oh, I want to just stop for a minute and hear what Alina or Bobin are saying. It's, it's an energy. So that's the upper left. You know, this is a body of work that I've um, been doing for quite some time. Uh, the next one, T, uh, Turtnet Group. This is a group here in Atlanta, very senior corporate leaders getting together, talking about leadership. I was a featured speaker there, talking about presence and purpose, leadership at a high corporate level. It is not easy. And trying to have a life, you know, balancing you know, your work with your family and our, our corporate demands right now are, are very, very difficult. So this is a, a, a room full of senior leaders talking about leadership and, and the personal stress of that wonderful group and I was sharing about this quality of standing out standing up for what you believe in it is not easy and it's what the world is yearning for we don't need more um you know it's, it's like what does the world yearn for most they, they yearn for people who can speak how they really feel there's a vulnerability instead of being the most popular people are more drawn to most authentic and that's why I love this program. I think that's what you guys are talking about, um, the courage to make um, decisions that impact the world and people. Um, and then, then there's one, uh, I was on a stage talking about transformational leadership as a business. So um, if you're out here wanting to make a difference helping people, how can you do that and still and earn you know, a livelihood? I've been very successful at it. And now I mentor people if you've got people out there that want to build a business, helping people, you know, that's, that's about half of my work is helping entrepreneurs, especially when you are meaningful, you know, in, in helping people. So, oh, and the top one is just a mugshot. 
of me, you know, photo. So that's those pictures. Okay. Oh, where where was which country was that in with the one that last one that you said? Oh, there is a bamboo garden here in Atlanta, and a photographer said, "Oh, this will look awesome." So it, it was Atlanta. Okay, nice pick. So thank you. Um, we just have a question now. What tips can you share for reducing stress for today's often hectic lifestyles? Yeah, yeah. Slow down. And it's not just a good night's rest. You know, I think people are weary in a way that it's not just I need more sleep. You know what I'm saying? It's not that kind of rest. But people have lost the ability to sit with me, myself, and I without the distraction of Facebook, the next email, the text, like all these things that we think are going to connect us more with people or be exciting or more connected. In a way, they're distracting us from me, myself, and I. The world has lost the ability of just being able to sit still without the TV or because my mind is looking for something to think about so I don't have to feel anything. If I don't feel anything, then I don't know what I want. If I don't know what I want, I'm always stressed because stress is often something is off. You know, if you are doing something you enjoy, for example, that kind of stress doesn't, we don't mind that, right? It's just, we're inspired, right? The creative is a feeling of, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I can't sleep. We'll take that. So stress is often, I'm either, something is off. Either the relationship is not fulfilling in some way. I need to renegotiate my relationship with my spouse or who I'm dating or it's not the right kind of relationship. And before I try to distract myself with alcohol or the social media or TV, I need to sit with my, slow down. And this is something people just really struggle with. But if you don't know how to do that, nothing else will work. It's, it's like chasing your tail. You're stressed. Well, maybe I'll go see a movie. I'm stressed. Well, maybe I need to go to yoga or uh, eat better. Those things will help. But ultimately, if slow down. What is going on? And a lot of times people are, are trying to distract more than they think they're working on themselves. So this is one thing I wanted to share with your audience. Most of my clients are very high level prof professionals. They work on themselves. They're always thinking about how they can improve themselves. And I'm like, well, that's okay, but is it working? I mean, it, it can feel like you're constantly having to keep working on yourself. I'm like, maybe it's just slowing down and feeling a little bit first. You know, and, 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 and that is more of a spiritual type of work than sleeping. Like, oh, I, I need rest. And then the next day is like the same as the last yesterday. I didn't grow. We need to slow down to grow. That's the number one thing I would suggest for everyone. And it's not so easy when people are used to the next thing. Oh, I'm tired. I just need to take a nap. I'm like, not for this kind of fatigue. It, it, I mean, you'll feel better, but it's the same pattern. So my job is a pattern interrupt. I've worked with hundreds, hundreds of people around the world that 
have been working on themselves. But the problem is you're never done. There's always one more thought I need to, you know, what's my negative belief? And it's okay, but it's very cerebral, if you know what I mean. So slowing down is more of a negative, like, I don't mean negative, positive, like there's nothing in there, the void space. Like when you look at a piece, a a magazine article, you know, there's copy, right? But there's also blank space and we need enough empty space to feel the creative element, to create the next uh, inspiration. You know, we were just talking about what do you want that comes from, You need a little space to feel that. If you're already full, I don't want to add one more thing onto your to-do list. I'm going to be in there and say, what can you get rid of first, right? And people are like, oh, I just need to be more productive. I'm like, maybe we need to take something off your plate first. So that would be where I would start first. Slow down. Second thing might be being more in your body. If you have no idea what you're feeling in your body, it's very difficult to know what you want because the mind is overheating. And a lot of people, they can't really tell when they're in their mind and when they're in their body. Like they have no concept yet of, so I tell people, get more sensual. Like start to feel, like if you look at an animal out in the wild, they're smelling the air. You know. They're so excited with the breeze, the sun, the plants. That is more natural for us. And it, when you're in that state of just wonderful food and music and, you know, or whatever it is, something much more, you know, out of your head, that's when the creativity can flow. That's when more blank space can come in. But right now our world is full of very smart people that all they do is think, you know, you wake up in the morning, and start thinking, you go to work, you're thinking and, and not you're thinking and oh, I can't even sleep because I'm thinking. And then you can, you can spend 80 years of your life that way. You know, so I consider if we can kind of interrupt that pattern and say, you can think, but you are not just a thinker. You know, you have much more uh, creative and spiritual expression than only thinking. That's part of it. But do you feel anything? How are your relationships? Do you feel the sun? Do you enjoy art or music? Whatever it is, it turns you on. But we have become, in my, at least in the States, maybe there are parts of the world that are more sane, People's brains are overheating. You can see the smoke coming out of their ears. And that's not a fun way to live. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not about it's not it's not so much about our lifestyle, it's about where we pay our attention to and uh, yeah, and how we live our life. <laughs> Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, if your intention can switch to Uh, I want more joy or I want more meaning. Like if you switch all your focus to that, instead of what your mind thinks, I want the next promotion. I want, you know, to get married within six months or like these goals that people set up. A lot of this is out of our control and humans hate that, you know, but if the, if the, if the goal is I want more joy in a relationship, I don't know whether I'll be married in six months or not, but 
my focus is on joy, on connection. I'm like, go there. You can't go wrong that way. And, you know, if you get married in three months or two years, you, you won't be upset because you're getting what you really want. Do you really want a million dollars? I know you think you want a million dollars, but why? And usually the mind will say, it's because then I can have a better house. I can have, great, nothing wrong, but why? Keep asking why. Because the first questions are usually not the full answer. Why do you want a better house? And, you know, sometimes it's, some, well, we're on top of each other. You know, we don't have enough space. Great. So you would like a, a space where your family can connect better. Or, or is the why a sense of, well, I feel like I should, you know, um, I, I feel like I should be moving up in the world. Well, do you not like your house now? No, it's fine. But I feel like, like all the societal stuff, you know, we just need to slow down so we can pull apart. What, what part of this is really you? And what part of this is just stuff that maybe we learned? I also can I think that if we focus more on joy, meaning, fulfillment, impact, creativity, expression, the things that make us human, and that our livelihoods are expressed through that, what I think will happen eventually, I don't know how long, people will start need, needing less stuff, right? Uh, like if we're, we're looking at things like climate change and like these big problems, it's a hard sell to tell people, well, just don't buy so much. Well, that, yeah, that, 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 uh, we, we secretly want everyone else to stop buying, but I still want all this. But the question is, how can we help people feel more full, more satisfied, happier? It's probably not 10 more new pairs of shoes. You know, we buy because there's, there's an ache there. You know, I was talking to a colleague here. Um, we were at an, uh, an event at high level and he was saying, you know, this thing about the pandemic, what people have discovered is we, in social distancing and staying in, well, I don't need as much stuff because I'm not going into the office, right? I don't need to buy so much stuff. And then they go, I'm fine without it. So they're discovering the buying is not as much as as necessary as they thought. Oh, now I want to use my time, my energy, my money in something that gives bigger bang for the buck with my family. You know, so so people's psychologies are changing based on this experience of the pandemic. I mean, I'm not saying the pan, I mean the pandemic's been really rough, but I'm saying if there's anything that's actually useful out of this it's people discovering you don't need so much stuff anymore because everybody's working remotely um so anyway i don't know how i got off on a tangent so yes hope that answers your question yeah you know me i start talking and i just go off no i enjoyed that um so yeah. yeah indeed you can't buy happiness because it's a feeling it's it's already inside of us. Exactly. And what I want is expression. Like what turns you on and express that and that and oh, we need to buy things and what you buy feels more satisfying. So 
you know, like I'm not a fan of things like fast fashion because I don't know if Bobby, do you know what it is? It's like uh, clothes that you wear once or twice and then you throw it away because they're so poorly made. Um, do you have that? Like I'm, I'm, I won't mention stores, but uh, it's a concept where you quality doesn't matter. It's just, you wear it once or twice and then you throw it out. Yeah. We've all you done know? that. Yeah. Yeah. And so is that really a satisfying way, you know, and then we're filling up landfills and then you have to go out and buy more and filling up landfills and parts in India, you know, everything is so polluted from the dyes because everybody's, you know, it, because people are buying, but nobody's feeling satisfied. I want people to buy exactly what they want and feel really good. Yeah, true. And if you already touched the topic of relationships and we would like to ask you, yeah. uh, how can we have better relationships yeah. with uh, our family, our friends, co-workers and others? Yeah. And I love this question because it is one of the biggest assignments that we have in this life on a spiritual basis. Because a lot of people... It, let's say relationships haven't gone well because I have many clients have had difficult relationships. You have a choice. You can either say, I don't want any more relationships. I'll just be by myself because it, there's less drama, right? Nobody is going to bother me. I'll have more peace. But, I, but then I'm always asking, is that what you really want? And I mean, honestly, is that what you want? You want to be just left alone and live by yourself. And that's where people have to go, well, it's not what I want, but it's just, I'm like, oh, okay. Because if you were truly designed to be a hermit, there are people in the world that are more solitary, monks or whatever. This wouldn't bother you. You would be very, very happy all by yourself. But most people, the, 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 the desire for connection is really what they want. And they have to make a decision. Do you want to keep growing in this area? To, so so if, if, you, if five people have broken your heart in dating, the question is, is it worth trying again? I know right now you just want to give up, but is it worth trying? You might get your heart broken again. It's possible. The question is, is it worth it? If you're working with a mentor or somebody who can help clean some of this up and they're like, yeah, I want to. okay, go. I don't care about who it is or the time frame. just that you want that will be the momentum forward. And the world is already better off because there's someone out there looking for you. And to have a better relationship, the number one thing is your relationship with yourself. You know, if, and I know this sounds sort of overdone, everyone hears that, but many people haven't really spent enough time getting to know themselves. It's always through other people. So if I don't know who I am, I'm going to probably attract somebody else who doesn't know who they are. And it's energetically, because I'm an energy aura person, that the fields get merged. And it's like, we're one, one big blob, you're into me and I'm into you. That does not always feel good 
because I don't know where you start and I stop. Um, it's, I know people think that um, everything should be merged. Not really. We have the sense of you and the other person and then coming together in a balanced way. So how can people have better relationships, whether it's romantic, parenting, um, I, uh, friends? First, it's to have a sense of your own energy. Are you just sort of floating around? Do you know where your energy is? And we don't have time to get into that today, but that is a lot of my work. Most people have no idea where their energy is. They're thinking about their energy, but I can ask them, what do you feel in your body? And they're like, no. Okay. Let's start with that. Because if you don't sense how you feel around somebody, it's very difficult. Most of my clients are always, they're doing this with people. You know, they're so focused on the other person, which, but they can't tell me how they feel, if that makes sense. So if you have two people doing that, it's very confusing. Well, I, I'm trying to make you happy. I thought you, that's what you wanted. And the other person says, I never asked you to do that. But I thought, you know, so people are all <laughs> trying to read each other, you know? And part of it is because I think some of our parenting models have not been the best. And so we have historically a long lineage. There's been war, there's been famine, there's been all kinds of things that have kept people from being able to heal and hold their own energy for their children. And that got passed down. So, I mean, I could go on this forever. This gets into history. And this is what I'm saying. It's not just me, myself, and I. You are impacted by what happened with your family. That was impacted by war, famine, disease, all these things, right? And so if you are struggling with me, myself, and I, don't be so hard on yourself. There were reasons, you know? And I, I think a, a more global understanding of this, we can all go, oh, for example, my parents grew up in a time of war, famine, right? So staying alive was the most important thing. Oh, emotions? Well, you know, if we have time for that, right? So, so in their lifetime, staying alive was more important than anything. It's understandable. But if you don't understand that that's what's running you, your parenting will be affected like that. And your kids grow up thinking we're still in war. You know, you got to watch every dime, you know, we could be, be hungry, you know, I mean, so, and then they're, they're a little bit neurotic. That's why I had a lot of problems earlier on. So I had to do my own work. And now I'm like, oh, so I have a lot of clients, high functioning, professional people. They carry the energetic trauma of another time. They don't even know it. So these are all, there's the personal do you feel your body? There's what you learned from your parents. There's societal, there's cultural. Being human is very interesting. Hope that answered your question. Like I said, I just keep talking and keep talking. You know, that definitely answered the question. And, um, you know, you also hinted um, kind of like um, the encapsulation of some quotes that I've seen before, which is, you attract who you are. So, yeah, I mean, everything that you've said. So, and I used to hate that. No. You don't like it? 
No, I used to. I used to be really irritated with that quote. You know, but, but, but it is true. Now, I would say you attract who you are, but that's not the only factor going on. Because if we say we're in charge of everything, it's, that's also a little bit, um, in my, the way I interpret, a little bit off. That would be like saying my energy is responsible for the stock market. Mm. Well, I mean, it's our collective energies. But, you know, I don't like to simplify things too much. And I think this is an important part because I think the things, the law of attraction and, and energy can be oversimplified to say, if I have cancer, it must have been because of my thoughts. Mm. We, we don't know. It's very complicated because I've had so many clients come to me and say, well, I must have created my own disease, my own cancer. I'm like, my gosh, there's so many factors going on. Your attitude is only part of it. But there are very unhappy people who are very healthy. There are very happy people that came down with the disease. So we can't do too tight of a relationship of I attract everything that's going on. We, we, are, we do what we can. And then there's also the mystery. I understand. Okay. Thank you for elaborating. Um, you are an inspiration to people for having inner confidence and being more free. If someone is shy or sometimes in their shell, how can they build the confidence to be more free um, in themselves? Oh my gosh. I, I was the most shy, socially awkward, anxious. I was one of those people that earlier on, I mean, don't be fooled by this. I'm still primarily a, a, a shy person. Oh, well, how do I say it? an introverted person, meaning I much prefer uh, deep conversations with a few people. Yes, I mean, I've spoken on stages with hundreds of people. That's fine. But if you ask me where I enjoy the most, it's deeper conversations like this where there's the time. But earlier on, I was very insecure, awkward around people. Uh, how, what would I say? I would say, how would I say it? I would say that that is not the real you. It is, it is, the shyness means there's more that wants to come on board. Um, I, well, let me put it this way. If you are totally fine with being shy and introverted, fine. But if there's a part of you that says, I wish I could be more, then I'd say there's more of you that wants to be expressed. That was always me. I was always wanting to be more expressed. I just didn't know how to do it. So I worked with a mentor like me around energy. Work with a mentor. That, that's the quickest way I can say it. Work with a mentor because a book, you're just going to be off by yourself reading. We need more conversations like this. Zoom calls, um, something where people can engage, you know, or, yeah, more engagement. Thank you. Thank you so much for your answer, for sharing with us your experience. I believe it will help many people to. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, uh -huh. thank you so much. And moving on to the creative society. Adele, how do you envision such a society where you, your family, and everyone would feel 
safe and would live a happy life. Oh my gosh. That, that's like my, my biggest why for what I do. Uh, a creative society is where people can tap more into what it means for them to be human. Uh, creativity is innate to being human. Like animals don't really, I mean, they, they're creative, but humans have this quality of expression that is unique. I mean, unless I suppose there could be ET aliens somewhere that are creative, but on planet Earth, th this is part of what makes us human. So a creative society to me is where people can be more human, which is usually being more who they are, more comfortable around other humans. Um, right now we have a world where people are very exhausted by other people, very drained. And that's, there's, there's, that's half of my work is helping people uh, uh, strengthen their energetic field. Um, a creative society is doing work that is fulfilling to you, being able to generate enough to live abundantly, whatever that means to you, in a way that's pleasing to you, in a way that inspires others, in a way that takes into account what the world needs. Um, I think the more creative people are, the less constant overconsumption they are doing because they're happier. People don't need a ton of money to be happy. You need enough, right? I think you need enough, but you really don't need tons to feel very blessed on this planet and to be contributing. I think contribution is going to, everybody wants to serve in some way. I don't care what it is, whether it's teaching or you're an artist or you want to contribute scientific ideas to help solve world problems, or you're creative in, the, in your leadership of solving complex negotiations, whatever. That's why I envision people living in the fullness of who they are and encouraging their children and the next generation to do the same. That's what's going to save this planet from climate change, war, uh, disease can only be solved with creative people working together. So the next pandemic or whatever it is, we need people with more creative scientific ideas, not just, you know, me, myself, and I. So I, I think this is what will save humanity and the planet. Thank you. Um, after talking to millions of people all over the world, um, the stages and foundations of building the Creative Society was formed and described in an article uh, which you may read on alatraunites.com. And now we would ask our technical team to show a video about the eight foundations.
Um, Adele, so I know that you've um, read them and familiar with the stages and foundations of building the creative society. Um, could you please choose one and then share your opinion on it okay. and how we can implement it? Well, these days I am very intrigued by the intersection of individual and society, meaning, you know, the, the justice, when, when you are fully creative and uh, abundant and feeling good, it is impossible to look at suffering of other people and look away. I find that impossible. I think it's human nature to want this for everyone, that it, it, uh, a, 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 an awakened creative world doesn't look away at the suffering of others. So th there's, I think there's a natural impulse to, for transparency, justice, that it's not, it doesn't have to be forced through law. It just, I mean, sometimes I guess we need some structure, but even if it's helping your neighbor, it doesn't have to be international, it could be, but there's a, a more recognition that for society to work, we can't have half the world with the haves or one quarter of the world with the haves and three quarters of the world with the have nots. And so I see this more of a global um, evolution, um, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm very intrigued by that because it's easy for some of this to be a little bit self-indulgent, you know, just to focus on me. But I feel like when it's fully implemented, there's a natural impulse to want to help other people in whatever way. It doesn't have to be money. It could be concern. It could be teaching. But People who have a lot of money, I mean, are often the most miserable, right? So we can't equate having millions and billions with an abundant creative life. So I, I'm just fascinated by what I think will naturally happen when humans can be more fully expressed in whatever way that is. And some people might just be, I'm very called to, to help dogs, like you don't have to serve everything. Like some people might be more into climate change. Someone else might be more into poverty. Someone else would be child UNICEF and someone else would be, uh, you know, saving the whales or uh, green living or whatever. Everyone has a piece that they will naturally want to be expressed that can be part of the whole, that uh, everyone can be part of the solution. No one is, you know, not allowed to contribute. And that is how we move things forward. So there's not an, a mandate that you have to be solving every problem. I mean, I just, I think that's too much, but we can pick one where you feel alive and be part of the solution. Yeah, absolutely. Do what you can do. do, just, do, you do. And it could be joyous. It shouldn't get you down. Like if you get to get depressed, well, then it's not, it's, it's it, the needle's gone too far. It should be something that, I feel passionately about and I'm enjoying. But if, if, if you start feeling depleted, then there's some self-care that needs to happen. Nobody needs to be a martyr for the world, unless you're like Mother Teresa or something, you know, but your job is to have a, a groovy life and have enough left over for your children, your community, your family, the environment. It just sort of buds out like that. Thank you so much. We have already mentioned that uh, the informational stage 
is the first stage of building such a society, society of happy and free people, creative society. And so my next question for you, Adele, is how you think, um, what do you think is the best way to inform people about the Creative Society project? Well, I think YouTube is great. Uh, I'm sure your tech people know all about hashtags and all that stuff and um, spreading word of mouth. I mean, I heard about this from Bobbin. I'm happy to share this with my community on my Facebook page once this goes live, you know, I can share it with there. But just that people know that there are these kinds of conversations happening now that weren't possible before the internet. I don't think you could have done this, but now we have talents and voices from around the world that are coming together and everyone can contribute a little bit. I, I always say I would rather have for changing the world, I would rather have everyone on the planet lift one tiny, tiny speck of dust forward. Then that's so much better than relying on one or two people at the head or the top to carry the burden for everyone. It's too much, it's too heavy, but it's like ants, right? If everyone carried a little bit, that's more than enough. But what's happening right now is people are relying on only a few people at the top to fix everything for them. And you, you gotta be part of it. You can't just hope someone else fixes your climate change problem for you. You might just recycle a bit, that's enough, or whatever it is, everyone can be involved. And then it doesn't feel so overwhelming and you get better mileage, <laughs> you know? So yeah, word of mouth and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, everyone has a great potential and uh, he or she can be an inspiration for other people to act. And when people are united, we are so powerful when we are together. And together, only together we can change the world. And expected to be uh, challenging. You know, because people have different ideas of how, about how to change the world. There will be this wrestling, and that needs to be expected. It's not going to be, oh, you know, I wish it were that way. But the question is, are you up for the challenge? You know, because mankind is coming up, and then it's like, no, I think we should go this way. No, I should. And that's, you know, that's going to take leadership. But that's better than attacking in war. And by the way, recently there was an international online conference called Creative Society United We Can. Millions of people from all over the world tuned in to discuss various problems in society and how instead change begins with us uniting. You can watch this um, conference on any of various larger TV channels and on our website, luxuryunites.com, of course. So, dear viewers, you can share the information about this conference with people, and uh, thanks to you, we, our children, and the next generation will live in a society where human life is the highest value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, thank you so much. And let's remind our viewers that we use the theory of six handshakes to spread information about the Creative Society. So Adele, um, who would you like to nominate for a future live interview? Future live, oh, 
Well, um, should I text you his information or how would you? I mean, yeah, you can, you can okay. tell us even, okay. even, you can message us afterwards. Yeah, I do. I have a couple of people in mind. Um, I uh, have done some work, uh, collaboration with um, a, a chiropractor who I think has some really innovative things to say about health and what can help the planet. I'll send you his information. Okay, thank you. Brilliant, yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah, because he's from the health perspective, you know, I'm more on the inner world, he's more on, you know, what's happening with people's health. Mm -hmm. um, that's part of creative society too, you know? Yeah. Fantastic. And um, our last question for you today would be, Adele, what, what would you like to say to everyone that is watching us right now? Keep going. Don't give up. Keep your persistence and your commitment to yourself, even when it's hard. And be curious. Be curious. You know, I'm, maybe some of this resonates. Some maybe you think I'm, it doesn't. But take what works, leave the rest, and keep going. Never give up. Thank you so much. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You join uh, the Creative Society project on the Alach International Public Movement. Please visit our website, alachunites.com, where you will see a red button called Join Us. Now you can see it on your screens. Then you can fill out a very short form, and volunteers of Alacha IPM will contact you shortly. Thank you very much, Adele, for such an inspiring conversation. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Adele. Um, and thank you to the viewers, too, um, for tuning in. Appreciate. Thank you. Let's create together a world that humanity deserves. <laughs>